And welcome to uh, another edition of Zavchat. It's our third of 2024. Wonderful to have our college captain, uh, Jared Crow, with us again, along, of course, with our principal, Mr. William Doherty, uh, from here known as Bill, or Mr. Doherty to you, Jared, and a very special guest, uh, Bill. Now, she was here last year for an episode of Zavchat, but uh, wow, we've started this year at a million miles an hour. Please introduce Pauline. Back by popular demand. Uh, we've had a, we have had a great start, and uh, one of our super nights uh, last week was our careers evening that we shared with Loretto Mandeville Hall and our head of Future Pathways, Miss Pauline Vanderpoel. Welcome back, Pauline. And you Thank were you quite instrumental in, in those arrangements with a great team, I know, but welcome back. Thank you very much. I appreciate being asked to come back, so it's nice to see you all. Perfect. So maybe it'd be great to unpack that uh, evening a little bit. It was superb. We had uh, so many um, alumni of Loretto, as well as uh, our own old Zaverians coming back. Um, that was, I thought, just a really lovely connection, and it really flavoured the advice given to both our Loretto and Xavier students so well. Yeah, it was a wonderful evening. I think uh, after the back of a really successful night last year where we used the uh, Old Zavarians as our prime panellists, we decided that it's a really nice idea for the students of Xavier and the students of Loretto Mandeville Hall to actually experience what the workforce is actually like and that it's not linear with one gender as, as your colleagues. So to have a joint function um, where we could use the alumni from Loretto and also the old Zavs was amazing for our students and families to be a part of that evening. So there's been a lot of positive feedback and a lot of learning. So hopefully I can share some of those with you as the, the more we talk this morning. Perfect. And I thought, um, again, having uh, male and female presenter, uh, just um, in each of the different industries, just um, produced a really lovely different lens and a real complementary lens. Absolutely, the different perspective and that is the feedback that's come back through from the students and from their families because um, we did make a point of ensuring that where possible there was a female and a male representative from the various industries that were in a lot of the rooms and it gave the girls and the boys um, as the students the opportunity to hear different perspectives um, and different experiences so for example in the engineering room there were males and females and what an engineer as a male has experienced versus what a female engineer is, has experienced or is experiencing um, are quite different um, and so to share those stories and to go through those um, experiences with the students was really enlightening so it kind of gave a lens to the to the male students as to um, how to accommodate gender differences and diversity within the workplace as with the with the girls as well so it was very very um, a very very amazing evening yeah it was it was fantastic and obviously I got to have a five-minute conversation with Dan Hanabry so that was a highlight as well <laughs> but um so how um Mrs Vanderpoel do you think that we can continue to give inspiration and hope to our students uh for possible careers that they might be able to go into uh through the example of our old Zavs and the 
Alderado girls as well. Look, I think um, we are in a very, very fortunate position to have such an amazing alumni that are so willing to give back. And I think that that's the extraordinary thing that's coming from our school. Um, I, I can often reach out to Davina, who um, liaises with our Olds Variants quite strongly, and just simply ask her, you know, we're planning on having a Year 11 mentor program or we, we want to have a work placement for a particular student. And the connection is just absolutely extraordinary. In schools, we kind of are in a little bit of a silo sometimes. And so to be able to tap into what's actually really happening out there in the industry is vital. Um, and so that connection has just been just been so valuable to our students because it kind of makes, you know, maths seem a little bit more realistic. So instead of, you know, um, not understanding what the importance of perhaps probability and statistics are in um, one of the examples that I've had during the week was, well, what's the relevance of probability and statistics, Miss Wild? Why do we need to worry? Um, and I was at an engineering information session where they talked about let's not worry about what whether the Queen of Hearts is going to come next in the deck of cards. Let's look about the probability and the statistics of um, head injuries and concussions in sport. And so therefore link that with, well, what's the likelihood of that? And so therefore how do we design and problem solve in the field of engineering to accommodate that and to solve a world problem so that people can continue to play competitive sports that are um, contact sports but in a safe manner? Mm, um, so the linkage between subjects and what you're learning in subjects and what's actually happening in, in industry is really, really important. So how do we get the information? We get it from our alumni because they're out there. Brilliant. And look, um, you've given a little segue into two future episodes that we're um, keen to have probably this term if we can. And one of those is into the Olsevarian Network. It is quite extraordinary. Uh, and their generosity in giving back and their willingness to uh, mentor um, our current students is quite phenomenal. Uh, the other one is co-education. And it was lovely to see the Loretto girls and the Xavier students mixing just so easily. Uh, and we do want to unpack that because I think it's... Um, uh, in our context, um, we're very um, pleased and proud to uh, have the style of education that we do. But that's for a uh, that's for another day. But it certainly was a, a beautiful to have both uh, alumni from from Loretto and Xavier here. It really was. Sorry to interrupt you there, Bill, but it really was amazing because the comments from some of the the, the boys here has been, while the girls asked a lot of questions, um, and and the boys were, you know, it was really nice to have that that connection between the two um, and a learning opportunity because that's life. That that's real life. So they definitely have the advantage of the learning that they have in in. Um, the single sex school but to integrate where we can has has just been adding value to to the learning and the experience i think it's integrating with meaning at the right times which is it's a great area um often schools uh you know have a careers department um ours is a future pathways department uh and you know that title is quite deliberate so just give us a bit of an insight here of maybe just splitting the differences here and where we're taking this this area Future Pathways at Xavier is more than careers. It's because a lot of the time in a school environment, careers is about subjects, subject selection, and what's the first thing that you're going to do when you leave. Our perspective in Future Pathways is, as I was alluding to before, trying in education to make all subjects relevant, so working with the different curriculums and learning areas within the school, but to look immediate and also long-term in terms of what is the future. How is the future changing? What is it that you need to know about those changes? So we're really looking at um, 
a whole range of different things as opposed to a normal, well, I'll say normal in most most schools and, and my experience in most schools. It's a little bit more linear in terms of how they're approaching careers, whereas we are definitely looking at it from a broader perspective um, and trying to bring on board as many people within the school environment and beyond school to help with students to understand what is the future looking like and it's okay to transition from one thing to another. It's not a linear pathway that you will ever take Mm. in your career or in your future. Um, People often quote, you know, how many times someone's changing careers. But, um, and so from our point of view, that that is the pathway, that is the future pathway that our students will take. And so that's how we approach it. That's a great answer uh, leading into uh, my question too, uh, Pauline. Uh, My career has been media and education. I've transitioned quite a bit. And in this role as Director of Operations Internal, working with Bill and others, and then Community, I'm probably more than most apart maybe from Davina, uh, hearing and reacting with the community. And one of the things I keep being told, and we're always looking for, why would parents want to send a boy to Xavier? And it's this area that comes up so often. It seems to be something that many parents talk to each other about and the great uh, opportunities that are being provided to boys in that Xavier uh, environment. Would, would you agree with that? And are you getting that sort of feedback? Absolutely getting that feedback. The parents, the Xavier parents are actually very, um, very kind and generous in their feedback to, to us in Future Pathways in particular. We'll run events, whether it be the mentor program or work placements or the careers night or the way in which we're meeting with the year 12s at the moment one-on-one or the way we'll unpack the Morrisby with mm. the year 10s or whatever it is that we're rolling with. Um, the feedback from the parents is extraordinary. And I think the other thing that's really strong with um, our parent community and is empowering them to understand because things change so much um, and what it was like when they were at school or even when I was a student at school, it changes significantly. So a part of our role is to also empower the parents so that the parents fully understand what's actually happening as well in terms of what we're actually doing and what the students, the messages the students are actually getting. I might take it a step further. Um, And I loved your comments around... um, a linear journey and Mm. and then ours being a broader perspective. There's a lot of media attention uh, around uh, at the moment uh, and probably has been for a number of years um, seeking to define the value of an education through one school, Uh, comparatives of NAPLANs or of ATARs. And I sense that at Xavier we believe that academic excellence is really important but that it's a, it's a very it's an individual race, and we were able to extract value of a student being able to perform to their potential. So, what might be an exceptional score for one person might actually be uh, underachievement or, or not their fullest capacity for another. And so, where do we strongly value add, and where do we recognise the individual gifts of a student? But further, you know, I, th- I sense our education is to sustain for a lifetime. So many times in a school they take great pride in opening one door at one moment of a lifetime, which is the few weeks after they've finished a VCE examination. Um, the worth of a Xavier education, and it harks back to those that Xavier network and the students who keep giving uh, over, the, over the journey, um, ours sustains a life. It's far more than just one dimension of a score. Uh, Maybe uh, I get a sense that you probably get a bit of feedback in this space of, you know, where is the great and deeper value of our education which can't be defined in that one school? What's your perspective? 
Moving from a range of different schools in this space, I think that a student at this school has an exceptional opportunity to learn more than their academics, than what's taught in their academics. I think the value of a student that's graduating from Xavier, um, they'll often walk into the office and we'll talk about the value of service and how that can be supportive of what they want to do initially when they first leave school. And they'll sometimes sit here and say, oh, I haven't done many hours of service to the community, miss. I've only done 60. And I think to myself, wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) You know, because sometimes you hear other students who might have done three or 400 hours worth. But I think what what is very, very important about a Xavier education is it really is um, creating a young person who understands the importance of their role within our community. They understand their role within our society. Um, As an Australian, it's a very important, I suppose, quality to have to be able to give to others and to understand the impact that you have in giving to others. And I think that the Xavier student has the opportunity and the understanding that as soon as they transition out of our our learning environment, that it is a continuous um, opportunity for the rest of their lives and that did come out really really strongly at the careers um, conversation evening the other night that the value of the Loretto and the Xavier students who were continuing to give back um, and continuing to engage in a whole range of activities um, not for payment but just because of the nature mm. in which they are and the person that they are actually are from having a wonderful education. Gerard I think we've got time for one more. Alright. Uh, Miss Van Pott I liked what you were saying about how our careers can often change and obviously people change their minds they have changes of changes of heart so um what advice would you give to Xavier students from year 7 to 12 about how to keep all of their doors open and how to explore many different pathways not maybe just one yeah i think that to to explore and to sometimes um, not succeed is also an amazing learning opportunity i think to explore the range of different opportunities that we have rather than think this is the way things should be just open up your eyes open up your minds to to try a whole range of different things I think the advantage that we have right from year seven here is the range of different opportunities electives subjects etc and the way in which things are structured in our year seven and eight program already starts with the mindset that it's okay to try it's okay to explore it's okay to not succeed you pick yourself back up you become more resilient you're more positive about things and you're learning a lot about yourself along the way Um, and so that creates opportunity for yourself as well. So we uh, might leave it there, Pauline. It's just a fantastic chat again. You bring so much to the table. It's uh, just amazing. Gerard, you told me and Mr Doherty before we started, you might just have a little surprise for us. Uh, Is this the moment? Uh, It definitely could be. Um, So in the last week, this is something a little bit new. Um, we asked a number of different students which book they were reading as part of our new college initiative, Red 15. Okay. I think this was put together by Mrs. Emily Jackson, uh, and it's it's a real treat to listen to. So, uh, Okay. Let's go. Hi, what are you reading right now? Um, right now I'm reading The Ice Monster by David Williams. I'm reading Spy School by Stuart Gibbs. The Some Bearers Trial by Aidan Thomas. Skulldudgery Pleasant by Derek Landy. The Outsiders by S.E. Hilton. The Wild Robot by Peter Brown. What are you reading? Secrets So Deep 
It's like this mystery book. One of Us is Lying by Karen McManus. Uh, Between Us. I'm reading Chaos Walking. What are you reading right now? Uh, Only the Animals. Uh, I'm currently reading it for school, but usually I do read books outside of school. Harry Potter number one by J.K. Rowling. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Douglas Adams. What book are you reading? Uh, Between Us by Clay Atkins. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers by J.R. Tolkien, released in the 19, uh, 1900s sometime. Um, so the book, the book is concerned with... Um, That's too much. Oh. <laughs> Lie With Me by Philip Beswan. Diary of the Wimpy Kid by Jeff Kinney. Specky McGee by Gary Lyon. I'm reading the first Game of Thrones book. Gone by Michael Grant. Uh, Tale of the Two Cities, Charles Dickens. A great segment, uh, Jared. It's uh, lovely. Obviously, we had Michelle Obama last week, but um, way more than just we're hoping to share um, elements from some of you know our reading and influential uh, journals, articles or books. It's lovely when you get the student perspective and that notion of Red 15 uh, is a great concept from the, from the library team and we wish to see you know sustained reading coming through um, all of our programs and our student experiences through this year. It's a real push and that was a great segment, so well done. Should we go back to you for uh, a bit of Around, around the Grounds? Definitely. I don't want to take credit for that either because uh, that wasn't me uh, interviewing. But, yep, so another jam-packed uh, week this week. Uh, heels and Mr Doherty, Mr Vanderpool. So, first and foremost, uh, tonight is the opening night of our college musical, The Little Mermaid. And I might just uh, throw in there, Jared, if I might, a lot of people actually listen to this on a Thursday because we don't release it till late Wednesday. So, if you are listening to it on the Thursday in the car, the first night was last night. But fire away, Jared, because the... Word about that show is just phenomenal. That's right. And if you are listening to this on Thursday and didn't get to it last night, you've got three more opportunities. Uh, I'm not sure how many tickets there are left. It might be in the single digits, but you never know. So get in on that. Um, And this is obviously a very big event in our college calendar, uh, not to be missed. And we had an episode last week with the drama captains Mm. of Xavier and Genizano. They were great, Um, weren't they? That's right. So if you didn't catch that, definitely tune in. Uh, we are also now just 15 days away from our annual World's Greatest Shave, uh, and I think we're up to about $30,000 now. Uh, great in great fun- start. Yeah, definitely fun- in funds raised. So we're on track to hit our 100, 100 grand goal, um, and it's been so good to have so many boys showing so much interest. Um, I think we've got almost 100 boys who have already committed to shaving their heads on the 14th of March. So yeah, great uh, event in solidarity as well as fundraising. Um, and Finally, we had our first round of DAV debating this week on Monday, which saw many of our senior teams getting up. Uh, so a great start to a debating year, hopefully in uh, another very successful one as well. Well done, Jared, and yeah. we look forward to seeing your engagement there as well. But uh, again, that's a strong theme for the year, debating, journaling and uh, our reading programs. And I might just uh, mention too, Bill, uh, this Sunday uh, on the uh, Chapel Oval, uh, we've got a, a really big family day and uh, we're just so thrilled with the community. I think we're looking at 750 plus people who've made bookings to come and probably plenty will just roll up on the day. So weather looks good. Uh, we'll be at the southern end of the Chapel Oval, Mass at 10 o'clock with Father Chris uh, for those who'd like to be part of that. And then the actual uh, picnic, uh, etc. starts at 11. And of course, there'll be tours of the new Costco building, which has been uh, really just excitedly embraced by many. And they start at 11.15. Superb. And, and it's uh, lovely to 
you can go wandering through the building uh, just by yourselves, uh, and it's certainly lovely to look at, but um, it's the tours that bring it to life, you know, those um, d deeper design principles where we're unpacking, uh, you know, what our learning intentions are and how we're seeking to influence human behaviours. Uh, it's, um, there's so much to unpack with the building, it is uh, a, a really, a real masterpiece. And it's fantastic, uh, quite a number of uh, key people have uh, given us the time on a Sunday to be there in the different rooms and talk. We'll have Ned Island, who led the whole building, we'll have Elliot Spring, who uh, was Chief Architect, and they've just got so many interesting uh, things to bring to the table. Michael Allcroft, who's sort of in charge of the building from a student point of view, will uh, talk. We'll have, uh, of course, uh, Frank and Jerry down in the chapel with all that magnificent uh, uh, work so uh, no it's going to be terrific it, it will be and uh, so all are welcome uh, and it's a great occasion whether you're an Olsevarian you want to come back and have a look whether you're um, part of that wonderful Costco community and you want to come and look at the, the really special touches that have been integrated and there's a reason why it's called the Costco building uh, you're a prospective uh, family you know looking looking into Xavier or you just want to um, uh, you know come in and, uh, and have a look as a current parent or student it will be a great Great day. So Sunday, third of March. And Pauline and Jared, uh, have you had much to do with the Costco building yet? Are you doing any classes or whatever? It's just fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, so I have got a class in there, special. So it's fantastic. Um, like I think you really appreciate it when you actually have a class in there. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Walking through the building and you know experiencing all that it's got to offer, it's, it's really good. And I might uh, even pick up as I throw over to Pauline for this one, but um, there are 60 out of 60 uh, periods in a cycle uh, in one of our classrooms, all of Year 12, uh, and oh, we want to be able to extend that through yeah. the building as well uh, as we've become more familiar with how we can uh, can use it. And again, that role modelling of senior students studying, these little uh, junior students looking in going, gee, what, what's happening there in the special <laughs> maths room? Uh, it certainly elevates sort of yeah. the sense of expectation. Well, we used the Costco building for the Careers Conversation evening last week. Oh, so Okay. So that was yeah. incredible. And then today, actually, we're hosting um, 85 careers practitioners for a twilight um, network meeting from 4 till 7. So, um, yeah, it's an amazing space to uh, for lots of learning to happen, whether or not you're a student at Xavier or, or you're a careers practitioner. So a great learning space. So a big chance to see it on uh, Sunday. Fantastic episode, Pauline. Thanks for joining us. We really uh, appreciate you giving us the time. Thank you, Shane. And uh, Bill and Jared, uh, another wonderful episode. And uh, we'll talk to everyone seven days hence. Big Cricket Grand Final coming up. Good luck. Good luck.